This is the Worship Team Training Podcast with your host and training director, Brandon Dempsey. Worship Team Training provides live workshops and online resources to help inspire, create, and transform the leading of worship. Now, here's your host, Brandon Dempsey. What's up, everybody? Good morning. Welcome back to the Worship Team Training University and Worship Team Training Show. It is Tuesday. Happy All Saints Day. Or if you're celebrating uh, Candy Halloween today, do that. Just watch the calories and the teeth. What's up, everybody? Good to see you. Brandon Dempsey here. It is so great to be back with you on this fantastic Tuesday, October the 31st, as we are celebrating what God is doing. Amen. This is the day that the Lord has made. Man, we're going to be rejoicing and be glad in it. I hope you guys are doing great and that you're having a wonderful start off to the week and that you made it through Sunday. You actually survived worship. You were able to walk away from it. Wow. And here you are. Hope everything is going great. Welcome everybody that's watching us by our Periscope and also our lovely Facebook Live people. Hope that you're enjoying it. Also, we say a shout out and hello to our playback audio enthusiasts on iTunes, iHeartRadio, and also on our fantastic shows on uh, Spreaker. So we thank you guys for joining us there. Uh, want to uh, also do a new thing. We are doing this. Ask Brandon anything. And that means if you want to call or text a question, we invite you guys to do that throughout the show. Uh, we're going to be monitoring calls and taking them as as we can. So we ask for you guys on Periscope, number one, if you can share this, share out this request. And also the same thing, Facebook Live, do the same thing. We appreciate your help right there. And uh, also we ask that you follow us and let other worship leader and friends know what is going on. So I want to give you the number that you can text me, Periscope Facebook Live. That's 281-213-4727. Again, that's 281-213-4727. I got it up on Facebook Live right now, but there's not a way that I can put it onto your Periscope. And you guys listening on the playback by audio, you can also catch that number on the actual show notes if you have them or again 281-213-4727 text me your question if you want to call let's take in some calls because we're going to be talking about worship today and leading multi-generational churches people in our worship spaces people in our teams what have you so hi let's get this thing going we do these broadcasts like this worship team training every tuesday at 11 a.m central and these are for worship teams leaders pastors musicians singers audio tech and you'll find all of this within our two websites worshipteamtraining.com which you can find our workshops that come to you and work with your worship team just got going out just got through coming out from uh biloxi mississippi and also Janesville, Wisconsin. We had a great time. We are actually now on the way going to New York and New Jersey, so can't wait to see all our peeps out there. Also, we have a mentoring program. You can find everything you want to know about being mentored by a worship leader like myself, Rich Kirkpatrick, Tony Guerrero, others, Tim Timmons, who we had on this past Friday. Go to worshipteentraining.com and also go to wttu.co. We got our new website up and running. We want to say thank you to all of our members who made this possible. We are ironing out some of the other things that belong on the site right now and getting it shaped up and good to go throughout the rest of this week. So thanks so much for working with us. We have new content coming, new shows coming. Speaking of, this coming Thursday, you do not want to miss Jamie Harville. Jamie is the original, the uh, author 
of, I would say, uh, how can I say this? He has done contemporary music. He was, he was one of the ones to actually break the mold of contemporary worship, one of them, way back in the day. You may rem- remember his song, uh, Firm Foundation and Ancient of Days. He's going to be with us here this Thursday to talk about leading the multi-generations in worship and also how the worship landscape not only has changed, but what's coming. That's the thing we're going to talk about this coming Thursday. Don't miss that. Kent Morris is coming up also next week, next Wednesday on our webinar at 2 p.m. Central. You don't want to miss that either. And we have another special guest lined up later on at the end of this month. I'll tell you about that later. So we're glad that you're here. Let's go ahead and get to our show, please. We have Generations Together in Worship. And maybe you as the worship leader, do you struggle? Let me just ask you the question. Do you struggle with the divisions in your church? Meaning that you're having different generations of younger, middle, older, I'm in the middle. We have a lot of younger. We have a lot of older. How do you deal with that in your church? We've had a lot of guests on in the past that have talked about the way that they lead worship, and some prefer more hymns. Some prefer more modern. Others prefer those that are kind of middle in the road. And so I want to take on your questions. So what's up, all of our Periscope Live viewers? Love you guys. If you would, go ahead, fire away your questions. And, of course, right here, Melanie George, thanks so much on uh, Facebook Live and others. Send us your questions. Let us know what's up. We've been getting questions all throughout the week and my apology because we we had a hard time trying to keep up uh but we're here so let us know what those questions are um we've had some questions come in and again if you want to text me or even just call in right now yeah i'll take you call me go ahead do it i dare you 281-213-4727 i'll say it again 281-213-4727 let's get this party started shall we so as we're talking about the multi-generations of worship We had Tim Timmons on this past Friday, and Timmons talked about how we need to not be the king of our own kingdom. Now, is that like that for you? When it comes to your church and when it comes to leading worship, is it your kingdom or is it somebody else's? In other words, when we step into the church each week, right, everybody has their own expectations of what church should be, maybe what it should look like or maybe what it should sound like. I've had a lot of people tell me, yeah, but Brandon, it's not a worship service until I hold a hymnal in my hand or until I hold an electric guitar and I'm ready to rock. Okay, well, let's backtrack a little bit about what Scripture says because I don't recall Scripture ever saying about having a hymnal or an organ or an electric guitar or an electronic drum set. That would be the electronic kit. Yeah, you get it. So – Here's what I've been camping out on this past week. I don't know about you, but I've been camping on these verses that have been bringing me joy about God and what it means to worship him among our generations. Psalm 108.5, I highlighted this in uh, Bible.com version, and thank you guys for the many of you following us. It says, be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be all over the earth. Let me read that again. Be exalted, O God. Above the heavens, let your glory be all over the earth. It says, be exalted, O God, not be exalted, O man, or O congregation member, or O team member who wants to do this one particular song in the set. And it says, let your glory be all over the earth, not let your glory be all over this stage or my church. 
So many of us, I think we cling to those items and they become an identity, which can be false. And we've grown up with this for years and years. And I think some of the generational problems that we have is there are those who want to cling to tradition. There are those who want to reach far too ahead and reach into the future. And I think this is just my opinion, but I believe that in this day and age, that's just it. We need to live in the here and now. It's it's let me just say this too. Understanding our heritage and history and where we came from is so imperative in order to move forward. But we do have to step into today's times in order to reach the people that God has given us. I've been with churches just like you who have maybe they've reached way too far ahead, forgetting where they came from. And then therefore there's no relevancy to bring the gospel to the current generation. And then the opposite. I've been with those that have held on to tradition, which is great, but then they just stay. They stay within those confined areas and they're not moving forward with the generation. Now, when you look back Thanks, Barry, for that. Barry says, generations worshiping together and unity is a beautiful thing and biblical. Amen, Barry. Thank you. And also, Oscar, what's up? Masas. Oscar from Monterey, uh, New Mexico. No, no, no. Not Monterey, but Mexico City. Sorry, my brother. Good to see you here. And also, I want to say welcome to all of our Hispanic, uh, the Hispanic Worship Musicians group on Facebook. You guys been liking our stuff and digging it. Thank you so much for coming in and watching this as well. I've been talking with some of you guys throughout the weekend. Uh, we have more stuff coming on the store at WTTU.co, both in Espanol and in English. So uh, keep that going. And thank you very much for checking us out. So I see this. I say this, that worshiping God as one is biblical, Barry, just like what you had said. And I've seen, just like you, in the, the let me just ask you, in the, in the church, we have our own setups. And if you look at it, you know, this used to bug me, okay? I don't know about you, but this used to really just get under my skin. I don't know why. It used to bug me. Walking into the church and then seeing a not a click, but okay. A group of a certain age sitting in one section, another group that maybe likes a different style in this other section. And then the other group that's way off in the distance that no one wants to go near to. They too are in their own section. And it's almost like we have our own little rooting teams. Now, maybe that doesn't happen in your church and that's awesome. I know for us, it doesn't happen in our church, but Places that I've been, things that I've seen, it has been this way. It's almost like, you know, we're in the World Series right now. And it's kind of like sometimes it's the World Series of worship. You got the one team and the other team. Who's going to sing how many songs and who gets their pick and that kind of thing. You know, let me just say this. There is nothing wrong with the style that you feel that is close to your heart. I believe that no matter if it is the organ or the electric guitar, whatever brings you to God is what is going to bring you to God. And that's preferential. And I believe that we can worship together as one in the church and have our own preferences and it being okay. And yes, worship leader, that means it is okay if they don't sing the song that maybe you like the most. It's all right. I think that we have to meet people where they are and understand the way people live, but mostly understand where they are coming from because you never know the people within your church 
and how they got there. You don't know the problems that maybe they left behind, and maybe now they're within your congregation, and you're having to minister to them. And maybe, just maybe, that one song that you thought was great during the week, that's awesome. But it may. have you ever thought that it may not connect with those that walk in the room? And I don't mean because they don't like the style or they don't like the song, but it could be the issues of the heart of where they're coming from. For instance, right now in our church, we are dealing with a lot of individuals that their families have passed away. And even among um, our own team right now, we're experiencing the same thing. We're experiencing someone that we deeply love and their mother passed away and our hearts and prayers go to them. Uh, For me, it wouldn't make sense to cling to the brand new whatever song I heard off of YouTube last week and try to do it because I just want to do it when reality is, is that we have people in our church that are suffering and they're mourning and they're grieving. And maybe the new song is awesome and that's great. Not saying anything about it, but it could be saved for another time. I think that when we put our own preferences as worship leaders to the side for the sake of other people, that is leading worship because then we become in alignment with what the Holy Spirit is doing in that place as we bring ourselves in alignment with scripture and what God is doing. And you got to have both. I think that when we lose both, we start working in and out of a vacuum, and then we wonder why people aren't singing. Reality is people want to sing, but not all the time do they because there may be other things going on in their lives that maybe the words are hard to utter. I mean, have you ever considered why Paul had said that even the Spirit makes utterances for us when we're not able to pray? And I know people in our church right now that are going through devastating, devastating times. And when I see them in worship and when they're older and I have younger and though they're not singing, I know where their hearts are at. I know where their hearts are at. So the question is, do you know the hearts of your people? So how do you lead the multi-generations in your church? Others have done this, you know, modernized hymns. Maybe we've taken contemporary songs that were modern and we kind of dialed them back a bit. Uh, We've done that this past Sunday. Those of you that are following us on social media, thanks for that. A lot of Instagrammers out there, we love you and thank you. And Snapchat, um, I've been snapping and Instagramming what we've been doing over the weekend. Acoustic Worship Sunday. Um, Our awesome friends, Brothers McClurg, uh, thank you guys so much. We did their music in our church this past Sunday. And I'm telling you, um, we do a lot of modern stuff in our church, but when we dial the the knob way back and we go country acoustic freestyle, people just went nuts this past Sunday. And what's interesting about that is people love Elevation and Bethel as much as they do all the hymns that we do in our church. And that's awesome. Uh, Our church is multi-generational and multicultural as well. So we do a lot of other Latina style music. We also do influences of R&B and gospel because that makes up the culture of where we live. I wouldn't try that in another sector of Texas where it's, you know, population 50 people and it's a different community. Um, but where we are in our community, it works just because that's where we live. So getting back to that story, two weeks ago, we were doing modern, you know, hymns and, and modern worship. But this past Sunday, we did the solid rock on uh, Christ the Solid Rock I Stand. We did that hymn and just an upbeat country version. And I know it sounds, look, Here's the deal. I know it sounds kind of hokey to do things like this. Some of you may be shaking your heads, and that's fine. But 
we did that, and at the very end of Solid Rock, we put in All Fly Away. Now, I don't know about you, if you tried in your church or not, but for us, it's like God lifted off the roof, and people sang, people loved it, they clapped. I mean, actually, I think we had more singing in our church this past Sunday than what we had in four weeks, and it's because we gave people something in which they can worship. We met them where they were, and doesn't mean that we weren't meeting them where they were before. It just means that we struck a chord where they are spiritually. And that meant something because I know the families in our church that are going through struggle, going through the devastation. We just had a hurricane over the summer. We had people in our church that literally, literally lost their homes. I mean, they are trying to figure out where they're going to live in the next few months. We have those that have lost jobs, those that are struggling desperately with health, and those that are on their deathbeds. I had one of our elders just almost got killed in a motorcycle accident, and he's upright, living in life. It's those kind of songs that celebrate life. It's it's you're celebrating the generations of your church. And yes, I believe that we can learn from one another, no matter the age, young or old. I think a lot of that is just, look, if you hadn't gotten over that stuff yet, you need to get over it. I think in today's day and age, I don't think people really care, honestly. I don't think people care about the 70-year-old in your church or the 14-year-old in your church. I think that does happen, but I don't think it's an imminent focus because why? People just want to connect with God. We're dealing with real people with real issues. So how are you doing that? So I ask you the question, you know, what are you doing in your church? Periscope, Facebook Live, chime in, let us know. Hit me up, call, text. I got the phone right here. Look, it's like literally right here. Okay. So I'm ready. Okay. Put that back down. So getting back to the point. Second question, does worship ever age out or do they age in? A lot of you worship leaders and teams, I've visited just this past two weeks. I had those say, yeah, but Brandon, I feel like I'm washed up. I feel like I'm too old or I'm not on the worship team right now because I'm this age. I've had younger folks tell me that. I've had older folks tell me that. I'm working with younger generations in our church, and they're going through that too. And my encouragement is for the younger folks is that, you know what? God is already working through you to prepare you the place that you need to be. And the place where you need to be is right here, and you're doing it. So maybe you have to learn skill a little bit more. Maybe you have to take time to know who God is a little bit more. But why can't you start now? And I say the same thing to the older generations. I sat across the table from a 65-year-old man, plays awesome acoustic guitar, and said to me, but Brandon, my dreams are over. And my question was, what stopped you from dreaming? Or rather, what stopped you from living those dreams that God put in your heart? So I asked that of you, worship leaders. Maybe someone didn't kill your dreams, but maybe something happened where you feel like those dreams are now being held back. Why? What is it? What's the cause? Because I believe that God says in his word that when he loves us with an everlasting love, God does not put a requirement on us to be a certain age. 
to worship. God does not put a requirement on us to be a certain age to lead worship. God does not put an age requirement on us that says, no, your ministry is over. It's done. Where is that? Where does God say that? Only man says that. Last time I checked in my Bible, only man says that because you know what? When I checked my Bible, man's words are not there. It's God's words that are there. Amen. Don't ever think for a second. Yeah. You're never too young. You're never too young. The question is, who stopped you? Who's holding you back from those dreams? And I'll tell you one. I'll tell you another deeper truth. You know what it is? It's you and it's me. It's the voices inside our head of others who have said, you can't do this any longer. Or you can't do this anymore. And those voices could have came back from... 10 years ago, 20, 30, 40 years ago. And I'm telling you what, this is the power. This is the, this is the huge negative spiritual barrier that every one of us fight, but not every one of us talks about. And we're talking about it here because it matters. And I'm going to show you some other scripture verses that will counteract that. Hebrews six nineteen and 18. I kind of went reverse on that. Sorry. Laura Marriott, thank you so much for sharing these verses with me. She and I are writing a song together. We're doing just writing songs together. And this is where I've been camping out on. Hebrews 6.18 says, God did, did this so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we have fled to take hold of the hope set before us may be greatly encouraged. And then in 619, we have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain. We have an unshakable hope. No matter what voices may have been going on in your head, God's word is the anchor within your heart who still speaks to you even now. Yes, now, even as I'm talking to you. Yes, 40 years ago, kicked out of the car for being off key. Free to laugh now says that on Periscope. I'm so sorry. And, you know, it's that kind of pain is what God wants us to learn to grow over and to get and to learn growth through. Because when we start listening to those voices that keep holding us back, unresolved issues, hurt and pain, and yes, I know that they're real, but, you know, God calls us to heal in order to move forward. And that's the truth. And I'm so sorry. Many of you have something said to you years and years ago about you being young, about you being old, or maybe you sing off key, or you did this wrong. Tell me where is that found in scripture that says, number one, it's okay to say it to people. And number two, that it's applicable for ministry. Because I don't find it anywhere. I find the complete exact opposite where Paul says we need to be building up one another. We need to be esteeming others better than ourselves. Ephesians 4, Ephesians 2. It, because if it's not by works and it's only by grace of God, what he's done for us, then how can we boast? Amen. How can we boast off of us thinking that we're better or we're younger or we're older and we know more or we whatever compared to somebody else? So I say and I speak these words to you today to inspire hope to inspire your creativity, to know that there is God who still loves and creates through you. So the question becomes, are you allowing him to do it through you? 
or are you allowing those barriers to get in your way? Because let me tell you, there is that hope, that greater anchor within you right now that God is in the business of breaking down every barrier. And all those dreams from years and years and eons ago that maybe you thought were dusted off, maybe you thought were dusted, sorry, maybe you thought those dreams were gone. It's like what Scripture says in Isaiah, that out of the parched ground, God makes new springs. Believe that. God is making new springs within you. And those men and women who are in the Word of God, you will stay, Scripture says that your leaves will stay fresh, young, and green. It is a growing inside of God daily. It's not a, what do we put in our worship set this week daily? There's a huge difference to that. Because if you're living life deeper in Jesus and deeper into the Word of God, those songs are going to come out on their own. Those songs are going to speak life within your people that you lead. Those songs and the words that you pray every week in worship are going to make an anthem of praise to God and for His people. Amen? It is for God's glory. We worship because of God, not because of who we are or what we have done, but because of who He is. Amen? And that, my friends, is the hope within you. That, my friends, is what the encouragement that we get from God to do worship, to lead worship, even if you are in the pew this Sunday or you're not on the rotation team. Who cares? But do you care enough to be in God's worship? And do you care enough to be in God's word? Because, you know, what we do on stage or behind the board, all that... All that is at that moment, in those moments, you're helping others connect and worship. I had a question that came in that said, yes, but what do you do if you're not singing on stage and you're back inside of the church where they're sitting? Okay, now I'll say this. As you're with your church worshiping, people know who you are, and they know that you're on the team in some capacity, or maybe you used to be on the team. But you know what? That still makes you a representative of God's ministry. Did you know that you're still leading worship from the back of the pew? You don't need to be up front or in the choir or by guitar or behind the audio board in order to lead worship. You can lead worship right where you sit. Because when you're worshiping, it encourages, it esteems, it builds up all the other people around you because it's not a show, but it's a relevancy that says to others, a transparency rather, that says God is alive and working within you. And I'm telling you what, I've been led in worship by people around me as I'm sitting in the congregation because I know their hearts are on fire for God. And I can focus on the Lord and I can worship in spirit and in truth because it is of his spirit, because of the Holy Spirit as we are one body in Jesus. It is of the truth because the worship is founded within his word. And I believe that his word is true. And I believe that his word is living and alive around all the people that are worshiping in that church. And that's therefore, that's why each of you out here, those listening, you listening, we can worship in spirit and in truth among our generations and to lead our generations in that worshiping spirit and in truth unto God. So that is where we put our hope, where we rest it today. Even on this day that others celebrated as Halloween, you know, what's hallow 
is God's unshakable ground, the firm foundation of Jesus in which we stand. So I wish you guys the best day that God has given today. And you make today those dreams come alive by asking God to come work within you and to break down those barriers and to lead worship among the generations. Join us this coming Thursday with Jamie Harville. Jamie's going to be with us at 11 a.m. Central. You got to become a member here at WTTU.co. The link is inside the title of this video, WTTU.co. Become a member today. We just lift off a brand new wor- uh, worship website site. We got more coming. We are framing up some more pages and getting it in there. And I'm telling you what, if you act right now too, uh, there's also 50% off special that you can get that's only temporary. So make sure that you get it now. You get 50 off to get inside the program and you're going to love it. So anyway, thank you guys so much for being with us today. Be sure to check us back out at worshipteentraining.com for our workshops, our mentoring and university at worshipteentraining. I'm sorry, WTTU.co. So guys, thanks again so much for joining us and we love you and uh, may God's blessings flow to you and your worship team. We'll see you very soon. Bye. This has been a worship team training broadcast and digital production with your host and training director, Brandon Dempsey. Worship team training provides live workshops and online resources to help inspire, create, and transform the leading of worship. We'll see you again right here on worshipteamtraining.com. Worship